welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss some awesome things with our awesome team. Today, we have Mitzi Ariano, our women's pastor. Hey, Josh. Nice to be here. Ashley Williams, our Life Group's coordinator. Hey, Life Group leaders. And Ryan Lawrence, our Life Group intern. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to discuss stagnation in groups. And if you're at Life Group Leader Rally, you heard a little bit about this when Mitzi and I had an awesome conversation. Everything's awesome today, guys, just so you're aware. I'm going to use that phrase a lot. Uh, We had a great conversation at Life Group Leader Rally. Make sure you check that video out. It's got a lot of cool things, too. It's got Andy uh, Thacker talking about different things, too, as our guest speaker. But today, we're going to talk about stagnation in your groups. So, We all know we've come out of a crazy COVID season, or we're coming out of a crazy COVID season. We all know that life has just been completely unusual for one, maybe one and a half, almost two years. We all know that as we lead groups, it's been a really difficult season to keep our groups together. And it's been a real difficult season to stay connected in ways where we can't be meeting with each other and and be present with each other in ways that we uh, love to do. So... We're going to recognize all that, but we're also going to talk about what stagnation is in groups and kind of how to energize your groups and help them just uh, lift their spirits and kind of stir them up. Like we talk about in Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, our life groups verse, stirring each other up to love and good works. Today, we're going to start off with a question. What does it mean for a life group to be stagnant? And Mitzi has an excellent, excellent story about that. Josh, when I think about uh, things that are stagnant, it always reminds me of growing up on the farm. And we had a little flood control tank on our farm. It was a little pond. But when the rains did not come, that pond would shrink and it would get to the place where there was no fresh water coming into the pond and it would become very stagnant and it'd grow a layer of something on top I'm not even sure what (laughs) sludge and and you knew there was just no life happening in that pond and it would become very stagnant even the cows would kind of stay away from it because it just had this smell to it and (laughs) there was just no life in it because there was nothing there was no fresh water flowing into it and that's what I think of when I think of life groups that have have become stagnant. What I think is uh, there's a lot of life that's just been drained out of them. That's a great point. That's a great illustration of how our groups can get sometimes, how our lives can get sometimes. So as we think about that, we'll get into some of the more positive stuff here in just a second, but what causes or what are some issues that cause a life group to become stagnant? Some normal issues like that are happening in the world right now and things like that. And then spiritual issues too. I think life groups can become stagnant when there just is a lack of commitment from the group members, um, a lack of just energy and excitement. Um, Oftentimes, too, when a group is stagnant, they just aren't growing spiritually. Um, People just don't feel like they're getting something out of the group anymore. And so they just lose that desire to be involved or committed to that group. That's great, Ashley. What are some other things that cause a group to become stagnant? I think that oftentimes the lack of consistency within a group can cause stagnation. I've seen that happen in not just life group settings, but also um, different small group Bible studies that I've been a part of. When you have a hard time establishing consistency with really any aspect of your meetings, whether it's 
who is responsible. For instance, if you provide snacks, usually um, if there's some inconsistency, you know, in terms of, you know, sometimes we have it, sometimes we don't, or sometimes um, we have something well organized, sometimes we don't. Uh, that tends to affect some of the feelings of, well, any desire to continue to come back because you don't really know what to expect. And so a lot of the energy sort of dies away over time. Yeah. And Ryan, to your point of consistency, I think the COVID season has been really challenging for groups to maintain consistency. I think we've seen a lot of groups that got out of their normal routine and rhythm. And sometimes it's just hard to get that back and recapture that sense of normalcy. And, you know, that can even um, lead to excuses where certainly there's, you know, people that just aren't able to and aren't comfortable meeting in person, but um, and Zoom fatigue is definitely a real thing, but it also just can kind of become almost just an excuse where you just get out of the habit and it just isn't a normal part of your routine that you look forward to anymore. I think um, to both of your points, I think that this COVID season too has caused a lot of spiritual issues that then look like stagnation, but, or, or could possibly lead to stagnation. I think there's a lot of fear from uh, the, the COVID thing that has happened that has caused us to become more isolated from one another. And that constant fear and wondering what's next has caused a lot of us to be just physically, mentally, and even spiritually kind of exhausted. And so I think that has caused a lot of our groups to have that feeling of stagnation when in fact, I think a lot of us are just really tired. It's also a counterintuitive thing because um, we so need to connect with human beings. That's how we're wired. And when we don't get a chance to connect with human beings on a regular basis, like COVID is kind of forcing us into, we kind of lose that desire or ability or even just motivation to connect with people and so it's just a perpetuating circle where we can't really connect but when we have opportunities it just it's too hard to pump yourself up to do that or, or like motivate yourself to do that so this is weird cycle so as leaders we have to recognize that you know there's physical things going on there's world events happening there's like COVID we're talking about and there's also a very heavy spiritual um, part this this whole thing is playing because Satan doesn't want us to connect with each other. He wants us to be isolated. He wants us to be alone and he wants groups to stagnate. So we just have to be aware of that as leaders. Other ways that groups stagnate is when you get internally focused, when you close yourself off to, like Mitzi was talking about, new life, new people, uh, new opportunities, when you just don't stretch yourself to grow spiritually. Not having fun is a big part of it too. Uh, every once in a while, you need to just have some fun especially when uh, it's just a slog getting through things, just have some fun, not getting out, not serving. Those are big parts of it too. Service together will inspire your group and energize them. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So we looked at some issues that can cause stagnation. What are some ways we can reignite our life group, energize our life group, catalyze, stir up our life group as leaders? How can we step into that? What do you guys think? I think, one of the best things we can do as leaders is make sure that we are taking care of ourselves first. 
and it sounds selfish perhaps that I need to make sure that I'm taking care of me, but if we're depleted, if we are spiritually depleted, emotionally depleted, physically, all of those things, then it's hard for us to lead. So I think it begins with making sure that we are taking care of ourselves. I think uh, also just addressing the issue head on, not trying to skirt around it or try to fix it without addressing it with the group and talking to the group about, hey, it just seems like we're all pretty exhausted or all pretty worn out. Um, can we talk about that? And I think just having conversations with the group sometimes can, can reignite a commitment, a desire to do something to get back that sense of connectedness with one another. I think um, things like hospitality and food and fun are all really important to um, just kind of re-energize your group, reminding each other um, that you really enjoy being around each other and just, you know, our friends um, outside of just sharing um, group discussions. Um, so in terms of hospitality, I think that should be as important to leaders as preparing the lesson where you want your group members to feel comfortable, like it's a warm and inviting environment where they're just cared about. Um, I know that's particularly uh, an important challenge for on-campus groups to overcome um, just because you just don't have the same natural warmth or sense of comfort as you do sitting inside someone's living room. So finding ways to overcome that, whether it's just as simple as bringing some donuts or breakfast tacos or just really creating a sense of just fun and welcome, just kind of hanging out where it um, just isn't feeling just like you're sitting in a, around a circle going through questions. Um, but definitely sharing meals together, you know, is definitely a biblical concept. And it could be, you know, having, like I mentioned, bringing snacks to group or um, just instead of a normal group, just sharing a meal together at someone's house, going out to a restaurant, sitting even in a park and having a picnic, anything like that, where um, people just feel, feel comfortable and just have a chance to just um, get to know one another and just enjoy one another. I agree, Ashley. I think that there's, I think it involves finding ways to fellowship together inside and outside of group meeting contexts, um, such as if your group is going through a period of stagnation, if you've been going through the same curriculum for a while, you know, maybe it's time to take a break for a week or two and uh, figure out what that needs to look like for your group. Maybe you need to find a way to share the ownership, which is a great exercise for group leaders as well to call out and identify what kind of spiritual gifting someone might have in a group, or if someone wants to offer a way to help volunteer who's not a leader, you as a leader might be able to call that out and say, would you be interested in facilitating group discussion this night? Or would you like to bring snacks or offer uh, a rotating list of people to host in their homes? Activities such as that for just changing the ways that you can meet together, uh, as well as, you know, finding ways, as Ashley said, to have meals together, what that, whatever that looks like, maybe getting together outside of your group and just enjoying community and fellowship in that way. Yeah, those are all great points. And I especially love the whole, like, you just got to think outside the box a little bit. So 
as leaders, we want to walk alongside you and help you figure out the best way to reignite your group, but you know your group the best. You're in charge. You're, you're the pastor of your group. You are loving your group and caring for your group in a powerful way. And so you know what's best for your group. So we want to come alongside you, help you figure things out. We want to empower you as leaders. When you step into these things like group choice, just keep in mind, what does my group need? What are their felt needs of my group? What can really ignite us during this whole thing? When you have these conversations with your group, make sure you're listening. Make sure you hear people and, and affirm the fact that they're feeling this and, and they need to have a different thing happening. We want you to lead in a powerful way how the Holy Spirit is calling you. And we trust you with that. Um, I just wanted to go back to a point that Ryan made about sharing responsibilities. I think that is really important in a group because I think when people have a sense of shared ownership, they're more committed to a group. Um, it's, it's hard to be committed when you're just a regular member that just shows up from week to week, but you don't have any sense of ownership or responsibility in the group. So finding ways to, um, Mitzi and Josh talked about some of these back at the leader rally, but um, ways to involve your group members, whether it's hosting or there's probably a lot of your group members that could really grow from a chance to facilitate the conversation sometime, um, having people leading your prayer time or collecting prayer requests. Yeah, Ashley, I like what you're saying about shared ownership, one of the things that we know is to people have two great needs. Every person has these needs to feel significant and to feel like they belong. And shared ownership allows everybody to have a significant part that they play in the group. And without that, they come to group, they show up, but they may not feel really needed. And that it's important to feel needed. And I think when I feel needed, I also don't tend to slide into the stagnation or the um, just taking it for granted or whatever. And I think there are some, some really key ways, uh, and you guys have mentioned several of them, that we re-engage our groups um, to, to re-involve them. One of the easiest ways to do that, I think, is to create some kind of calendar where you say, hey, here are all the roles that need to be played in this group. We need, like you said, Ashley, snacks. We need somebody to do the prayer. We need, we even are going to share who's going to lead the discussion. Give yourself a break, leaders, and let somebody else take some of that responsibility. And then maybe even have somebody in the group, because I know a lot of times there are leaders think, well, yeah, we need to be having fun, but I'm just not that person. So there is somebody in your group who wants to plan something fun for your group. And you probably know who that person is, but let them sign up to plan something fun for your group. Get those things laid out. And that way, everybody knows here's what's coming. Here's what we can anticipate as we're together. I think a lot of times when we're taking a break, it's not that people don't want to be together. They're just kind of tired of doing the same thing over and over. And so if you can take the break, but still plan, Hey, we're going to do a service project together. We're not going to, we're not going to meet this week to do our study or talk about the sermon. We're just going to meet together and serve someplace together. So all of those things are intentional ways that you can re-engage your group members. Here's a little Easter egg for you guys that have gotten to this point in the podcast at their leader rally. You guys voted on what Ryan's first thing as a, as the intern should be. For our group. So if you email Ashley Williams, Ashley W at fellowshipdallas.org, and you say the word Ryan Donuts, those two words, Ryan Donuts, Ryan will actually come and deliver donuts to your group. 
Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do that right now. Don't be cheating. No, you can't. My group meets on Sunday mornings. That'd be perfect. (laughs) Ryan, did you know about that until just now? He did not. (laughs) I think I'm about to have a really full plate here pretty soon. Of donuts. A really full plate of donuts. (laughs) To some of Mitzi's points, uh, my group had an interesting opportunity to kind of engage in some of those opportunities um, during the beginning of COVID season. Um, We are a couples group, but as a larger group, it made sense for us to split up guys and girls for a little bit um, just for sake of numbers. But that really seemed to re-energize us um, both just getting to know each other better and spiritually, just because sometimes if you are a mixed group or a couples group, it's sometimes can be challenging when there's more people in the room and it's a co-ed group. So that was just a neat experience for us to just kind of get to know each other as women a little bit better. So I would definitely recommend times like that, where you can mix things up in your group a little bit, just get away from your typical routine. Um, We also took turns facilitating the conversation as Mitzi was talking about, and that was just really neat seeing um, just the leadership potential and just heart of people that maybe don't always speak up a lot in your group discussion, but when they have the opportunity to be a leader, um, will really shine and really grow through that. And the last thing that we did during this that season was just making prayer a big priority, um, where we spent more time of our meeting dedicated to prayer and just took turns sharing prayer requests one by one and having the next person in the circle praying over that request. And that took a lot of people outside of their comfort zones just because they're not used to maybe praying out loud in a group. So that was just a neat opportunity. Um through those few ways to just change things up a little bit and give people some shared responsibilities and kind of times to take them out of their comfort zone and maybe feel comfortable just in a little bit of a smaller group. Ashley, I like that story of how your group was able to do exactly what we've been talking about in terms of sharing responsibility. One of the things that I got to do in COVID was, and you know, still has been a very hard season and particularly when I was still a co-leader of a guy's group, when all of this sort of started last March, we had to find some creative ways of staying connected. And so we did little things like send happy birthday messages. I sent a little video of telling some happy birthday jokes to one of the guys in our group. Before COVID hit, we actually did something interesting to sort of address a need that we had noticed in our group that led to some stagnation. And um, actually, Josh, it was right after you and Chris visited our group, and we determined that everyone was on the same page of recognizing a need for getting out, going out and serving together. And so the week after, we just had a brainstorming session. We got out a whiteboard, and we talked about what are some things that we would love to do Um, because we were also trying to pick out a new curriculum. We had just started group choice season, and this was right before COVID. And so we just tossed around ideas. It gave everyone a say in the group discussion, um, also as a way to just figure out what kind of study do we want to do right now that will help us launch into that value that we want to grow in, that getting out value. And so it helped us pick out a study. We did a study on Francis Chan's series and James. So we got to do a, you know, a Bible study on what faith in action looks like. And it was a great way to just give everyone some ownership in the group discussion time right then. It got everyone thinking and engaging with, you know, what is it that you want to do for the next few weeks so that it's not just us leaders picking out a curriculum, 
or we're not just voting on, well, here's the list, you know, what looks interesting? You know, we got to think about like, what is something that we want to grow in and how is this going to help us do that? One of the things we did with our group, uh, especially during COVID time is we played the game Jackbox TV and we basically had everybody log in on their phones and share our screen on Zoom and just had fun, silly game time. I also did a hangman game and I used different words and different things and characteristics of our group and uh, had everybody text in with their guesses and all that fun stuff. It was, we're just being creative, being silly. Uh, all you have to do is Google fun games to play on Zoom and tons of things come up. And, uh, and just making sure when you get back together, you celebrate. You celebrate the fact that you are back together. You celebrate the fact that God has brought us together and brought us through some of this or as we step through it. Just as you lead leaders, we want you to be the ones that are catalyzing your group. Use your gifts and talents. Use what God is calling you to do to step into this, to pastor your group well, and know that you are leading specifically for a reason. God has called you to this spot, to this group of people, to love on them well during this time. And he's using your gifts and talents. So go with those. See what God is calling you to do and step into that in a powerful way. We thank you guys so much for leading. We love you guys. We know that you are doing your best and we want to come alongside you. If you have any questions, you have ideas, you need us to coach you in a few different things, please let us know. We're here for you. But we're just so proud of our leaders, so proud that our groups are staying together, so proud that our leaders are committed to pastoring our people. And uh, I just want to thank you again from the bottom of our heart, from our entire team. You're the reason our groups are vibrant and places where we can send people knowing that they'll be loved well. So from our podcast team, from our Life Groups team, we're going to sign out and uh, be sure to check out our other podcasts. We'll have different topics coming out, hopefully on a regular basis. And uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. Have a good week. Bye.